0: All
1: right, let's go. Hour number three on a Tuesday. UConn men are the champs. College basketball done. We've been talking about that throughout the day. Still drama on the women's side because there's just soap opera all over that place. Um, The LSU team has officially been invited to the White House. And we'll try not to go through every detail of that story. But we hit some of that earlier. Jill Biden got herself in a little bit of trouble. And then the White House tries to get her out of that trouble. We'll see if LSU shows up for the White House invite. Uh, It is Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He's chosen this Specifically for you and me today. What do you got, Zay?
0: 281-330-8004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, cause Mike Jones about to blow.
1: <laughs> what you know about Mike Jones, Chad? I don't know much about Mike Jones. It sounds like he's uh it sounds like there's Houston from the area code. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. Is Mike Jones a part of UGK? No. Is Mike Jones a ghetto boy? No. Is Mike Jones a solo artist that I need to know about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. H-Town,
0: Swisha House. Kind of that mid-2000s, early 2000s. Him, Paul Wall. Guys like Chameleon there. They started becoming really popular.
1: It's kind of like names in sports. I love the ones that are really, really unique, and then I love the ones like this that are wonderfully basic. Just Mike Jones. (laughs) You know? Just simple. (laughs) Mike
0: Jones marketing skills were genius really first off he would always say his name mike jones and afterwards he would go who which will make him repeat himself and say his name again so he would probably do that on 80 percent of his verses okay he'd be doing who mike jones and his album was called who mike jones also you heard me throw that number out he would say his phone number on songs you could actually call him, and now, he wouldn't pick
1: it up. Oh.
0: But it would like go to voicemail and be like, "Yo, Mike Jones, you hit up the voice line. Get the
1: album. Or who is Mike Jones? This and that." And then if you left something, then he could grab it and put it in a song if he wanted to. Yeah, like everybody on the specs text line is saying, "Who?" That's ah, what everybody's because, saying. Like, okay. who? Mike Jones. He was a legend. Did he mention his name more or yeah. less than Snoop Dogg? More. Yeah. Way more. Way more. Way more. Okay. And it flowed. I don't know how. So in the Houston rap world, you got to know Mike Jones. You got to know him. Okay. You have to know him. You want to consider him as one of the best. Okay.
0: But the run he had, not too many Houston people
1: have that run.
0: Okay. Is he? It was special.
1: How about this? Is he on the Houston, just solo artist? So yeah. Take, take
0: CB's telling us right now Vince Young was in the Mike Jones My Sixty Four video okay. music video.
1: All right. So take the groups from Houston out of it. Just solo artists. Is he on the Mount Rushmore of Houston rappers? Ooh. Is he that good? He might be. Okay. He might be. Sounds like I need to check out some Mike Jones.
0: (laughs) He really might be. Who? Just because, who? Mike Mike
1: Jones. Jones. Okay. What a run. Yeah. Wasn't Mike Jones also the tight end for Texas back in the day? Wasn't that a Mike Jones? (laughs) I think so. The one that Texas fans will tell you took a little bit of time to get in the end zone that day against Nebraska. He got in, though. Y'all leave him alone. Leave the man alone. He got there. Major put that pass right where it needed to be. He got there. That was the 99 victory over Nebraska in Austin, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so shout-out to Mike Jones of all kinds. There's a lot of Mike Jones out there, I'm sure. There's somebody listening to the show right now, I'm sure, named Mike Jones. Shout-out to you, Mike. Uh, Chad and Zay with you. We got basketball on the brain today because UConn won the men's title last night. LSU won the women's title, of course, but there continues to be stories. What will tomorrow's story be? I don't know. Today's story is that Joe Biden was given a speech and tried to give a, you know, we're going to obviously invite LSU to the White House, but I'm also going to say to Joe, I think we need to invite Iowa because they played so hard and it was such a good game and blah, blah, blah. People have attacked from multiple angles. One, when you're the loser, you shouldn't get invited. What is that? Uh, And two, some have looked at it as, is that a weird is it a gender shot? Is that a racial shot? What, oh, so, what is she talking about? Right. So today, though, it's been clarified they're going to invite LSU and just LSU, and hopefully everybody will move forward after that. But the LSU players, a couple of the, the, the big dog players, uh, Angel Reese and uh, Morris, Alexis Morris, have both made comments that would lead you to believe they're not thrilled right now with the, uh, the administration and uh, if they had a choice, they might not want to go to the White House. this <laughs> Morris said, Michelle Obama, can we come to your house? To your house. That is wild. Wow. Did you also tell me that Angel Reese had a comment when o- when Obama made a comment? Yes. And she said, yeah, that's o- my president? Yeah, Obama
0: congratulating all lsu women's basketball team and she retweeted saying that's my president
1: oh good thinking all caps too so you yeah. know she really mean it <laughs> did obama shoot back with you know i know the guy that's currently there i don't think yeah i don't think so like we've known each other a while
0: Yeah, he was kind of my you know, vp kind you know? of my guy. Okay.
1: yeah uh so that story's out there too but we got a lot of football that we've hit today texas uh getting ready for the spring game in 11 days and and we're only 23 days away from the NFL draft. Okay,
0: we got to clear some up because people are going at me now because we talk about Mike Jones, and they're wondering, where's Zero? Where's Trey? That run that Mike Jones Who? and Paul Wall— Mike Jones, okay. Paul Wall, and Chameleon there, it was different than Zero and Trey during that time. I'm not saying Zero doesn't need the credit he deserves. He definitely should get that, him and Trey. But there was a certain mainstream— that Lil Flip and Mike Jones and Paul Wall, Chameleon there, all went on that Trey and Zero did not. Okay. And that's just a fact. <laughs> like Riding Dirty, look oh, at me riding dirty, you see me
1: rolling. Hey, Zero ain't never make a song that big. See, I asked you about that song earlier because you're going to have me listen to UGK's yeah, Riding Dirty was... this week. So I thought, wait, that's not UGK, is it? Yeah, I was low key disrespectful, but we'll let you slide. Yeah, and I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> no, you I just, did. Like, is that? <laughs> oh. I right. just making sure. I'm just Yeah, UGK
0: riding dirty and chameleonaire riding dirty are two different riders. Now,
1: dirties. does UGK have a song called Riding Dirty? Yes. Oh, they do. Uh huh. It's just I'm riding dirty. It's their kind of dirty. Right. It's a little different dirty. I'm riding dirty. Yeah, oh, that's a good. jam, man. There are a lot of things as I learn more and more about hip-hop that I enjoy. One of the things I enjoy the most as a music snob. Is other than like jazz and classical music, I'm not sure if there's a genre of music that gets as serious in the discussions as hip hop does. Oh, it's nuts. I don't know if there's anything and I say that as like a metalhead. I like rock and you know, grew up on some certain kinds of rock and roll and this and that and certain kinds of country. But when I hear hip hop fans and rap people when they go at it in those discussions. It feels different to me than other genres. Yeah, it's very, very the fact that somebody was hitting you up on the text line. With oh, all they that. trying to
0: light my ass up. Somebody in here saying little Flip only had mixtapes. What about Sasha? I can call you my. Memory. That oh was a hit. God. Game over was a hit. Yeah, like Flip went mainstream. A lot of guys. It was hard for Houston rappers to hit mainstream. Even that UGK album. Like, a lot of people didn't know about it until UGK got big with Mm Outkast and stuff and did that song. And then people started really looking at UGK. So if you're not from Texas, you really don't know like you should. But you can't argue that Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Flip, and Chameleon there, they put Houston Mainstream on the map. Like big time, All right. and Scarface—they did that a little bit when they did Smile and stuff, and you know, Screw was becoming popular. But Houston didn't get the respect they deserved in the '90s, and in 2000, they really started getting that respect.
1: Oh, I love it! I love it! Just letting y'all know. I love it. We need to have the—we uh, need to have the invite the fans out for an event. We'll just call it like Zay's Rap Caucus and you can talk about anything you want in the world of rap and hip-hop. You bring any guests you want in, and then we'll just see what happens. We'll just just let it get crazy. Yeah, bring it! Yeah. All right, so uh, more music coming up, obviously, throughout, and then later in the week, since I referenced it, I'm going to listen to UGK's riding dirty this week. Zay is going to listen to Chris Stapleton's Traveler because I haven't had Zay listen to anything that's like my styled country or any, really anything that's not rock or metal so I thought I'd go a little bit of a different direction so that's what we're going to do on Thursday and then next week we're both listening to Jelly Roll which we've never Yeah, heard.
0: that's going to be something
1: I, I'm a little I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about that one that's next week. We'll get into the Jelly Roll discussion but uh, today we need to get into continue to be in this uh, NFL mock draft discussion Zay, They were 23 days away from the draft, and I'm continuing to see C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. The yeah. Mo- that if somebody's got a pick, and this is Todd McShay's two-round mock we're looking at, he says, uh, I projected Alabama's Bryce Young here in my last mock draft as the number one pick, but I'm going to go with Stroud this time around. It could really go either way is what he says. Stroud is the best pocket passer in the class. Outstanding accuracy to every level. His 88.9 total QBR last season was second in the country. It's a good number. He threw 41 touchdown passes, six picks. He should be an immediate upgrade. Could have the Panthers challenging for the South, but I'd like to see Carolina add a little more around him, blah, blah, blah. And he talks about what they signed, Adam Thielen and some of those other guys. So then they've got Bryce Young going to Houston at number two which I just still don't think is a bad thing for Houston. Not at all. Whoever they end up with is probably good. Now, how about this? He has a projected trade where the Colts freak out, trade with Arizona, that's basically one pick, to go up to three to get Anthony Richardson. Ooh! Like, has somebody— Yes,
0: sir! The flips did it!
1: Has somebody convinced the Colts that— Forget about if Anthony Richardson is that good. They can, they've can they been convinced somebody else is going up to three to get him?
0: Yo, Jim Irsay, come look at this somersault I could do. Dude.
1: Someone, come look at come look at this athleticism. Come see how high I could throw this pigskin. Have you ever been at a party when you – and so you don't drink anymore. How long ago did you drink? Um, early 20s. Okay. Have you ever been at a party and you're a little too hammered and somebody does something and it's really impressive to you because you're drunk? Oh, yeah. I think that's what they did to Jim Irsay. <sighs> Ursay was hammered. Somebody showed him the video, and they went. He's like, did he hit the roof with that foot? Oh, my. Where do we pick? Where do we pick? Call the Cardinals. Call him. That's what Todd McShay is at least intimating could happen here. Anthony Richardson, he's got at three. Then if you're wondering well, where Will Levis ends up, how about 14 to Tampa? Who he's got trading up with the Patriots to go get that pick, so he'd have all four quarterbacks gone by pick fourteen. Like I get the not trusting Baker thing, but Kyle
0: Trask being a second round pick, has he not developed in any way to where, again, you know, we know this is just mock drafts, but still the fact that he's there, they're basically just saying, you know what, Kyle Trask, six five from Florida, you look good coming out, but. Hey, it ain't it. You ain't it. And even with Baker there, Will Levis, that's interesting to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, right now, as an NFL quarterback, you trust Baker more than you trust Trask. Yes. So, the I, you know, is that enough, though? Not much, though. Because Trask— I don't I'll, I'll trust Baker that much more just because he has more
0: reps and we just he's seen, played in more games.
1: We haven't seen enough Trask. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like, they're yeah. not even going to Jordan love the guy. A little bit. like I still think the Jordan Love thing, Like we're really believing in a guy to keep him this long.
1: I think this might tell us deep down that the offensive people and the quarterback people, Leftwich and the crew in Tampa, they would tell you behind closed doors that Trask isn't that guy. Yeah, that's that's what
0: I'm picking up on, too.
1: That probably is what they would tell you. This was interesting to me, too, Zay. How about this at the back end of the top ten? How about at seven? First of all, he's got Tyree Wilson going to the Jets at six. God bless that kid if he can go that high. I love that story for Tyree Wilson. The fact that he's getting this much love, I think he's really good. I just didn't think he was going to be this highly rated. So great for him if he can pull that off. Uh, and that's Detroit's pick from the the Rams. But at 7 He's got the Raiders taking Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois. I like him. little run on corner at 7. I didn't realize those guys were going to get hit that that high. This is a
0: really good cornerback class. And at
1: 8, he's got Christian Gonzalez from Oregon going to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. That would be incredible if corners are starting to go that early. So, Cowboy fans, that might tell you something, too, because the Cowboys would love to have a badass corner if they could get it at 26. But if both those guys are gone, maybe not. He's got... Houston getting Nolan Smith. We've talked about that in mock drafts. That'd be incredible if he fell to the Texans. One of the best combine performances we saw this year. Yep. He's got Jalen Carter already gone, by the way, if I didn't say that. He's got Carter at five to Seattle. And remember, Jalen Carter's people, he has got Drew Rosenhaus. They've decided they're not meeting with anybody that doesn't have a top ten pick. Even with all the little the, the static that went on about the workout and all that, they're they're sticking with top ten discussions. So then so that's Houston at twelve. Now let's go down to almost to the Cowboys pick because this mock has B. John Robinson wearing the silver helmet of the Lions with the eighteenth pick. So you want to know about where B. John Robinson may go. We've had mock draft Zay where he goes nineteen, where the Cowboys had to go up to nineteen to get him. This is a mock saying Detroit at 18 would take him. We've seen the Chargers at 21 taking Bijan. If you're a Cowboys fan and you thought this was going to happen, would you go up to get him? Would you try to put something together? <sighs> I don't feel like the Cowboys are going up. I don't think so either. To get Bijan. that's So that's him at 18 and the argument that he's talking, they they did get David Montgomery the, uh, Swift is on the final year of his deal. That's kind of the argument that McShea is making there. So then a little bit later, he's got the Chargers at 21 taking um, Kalajikansi, the DT out of pit, Quentin Johnston a TCU at 22, Hendon Hooker 23 to the Vikings. That's interesting. That is interesting. That'd be five quarterbacks in the top. Yo, He was really good. And he
0: was in Heisman contention until he got injured.
1: He was. Yeah, you're right. And that's going to be the thing, though. You're taking the chance because he is coming off the injury. Right. Is 23 even too much? Or is that good value if he recovers? You know, If he recovers that's... the right way, that's interesting. And it's to tough.
0: Let's rewind a little bit back to the Lions, picking up Bijan. Yeah. If they get him, they're right there with Minnesota on winning that NFC North, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because, I mean, I know Adam Thielen left, and he doesn't really push the needle for me, but – That defense for the Vikings is awful. And I don't think they're going to be as good as they were offensively this year. Plus, the defense for Detroit is getting a lot better. Mm -hmm. And Jared Goff looked good last year in Dan Campbell's offense. Yo, if they get B. John Robinson and the way that Williams and Swift looked in the backfield, look out.
1: Yeah, and Williams is now Williams, Williams New Orleans. Yeah, he went to New Orleans, but then they'll still, they'd still have Swift, and they got Montgomery. Ah, so that's but Swift is in his last year, and they're thinking. And yeah, that's kind of the argument that that McShay is trying to create there. Um, so he's got Dalton Kincaid tied in from Utah. That's one that's been mentioned for the Cowboys, but that's twenty four to Jacksonville. So if he's gone, Giants getting Emmanuel Forbes of Mississippi State, a corner at twenty five, and then the Cowboys. If he's still there, would you have to do this? Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame at 26. I've seen him in mock drafts going way higher than that. Me too. So if he was still there. What,
0: what, what's funny about that, Chad, his was like a unanimous first tight end selected with all the tight ends out before the combine. Combine happened. Darrell Washington did what he did. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, eh, I don't know.
1: Right, and this Kincaid guy keeps going up. Right. The Utah kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps going up. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so just a thought there. Cowboys fans, would you like that as your 26th pick if Bijan was already off the board? That is something to look at. Cowboys fans would love to figure out, you know, feel good about running back coming out of the draft, feel good about tight end coming out of the draft. And then if that was not there and if the receivers were not available, in, in, in that area that you might like, do you go offensive or defensive line? Now, Zay, right after this, Jordan, you got Jordan Addison going 27 to the Bills. After the Cowboys made the Brandon Cooks move, do they need a receiver in the first round? Um, or do you stay away? I know no Jordan Addison. After the Cowboys did the Gilmore move, would they consider Dion Banks of Maryland at 26? Yes. Because I love that guy. Yeah. Those Maryland cornerbacks are freak dogs. They look so good at the Combine. If it translates to the field at all, I admit I don't watch a ton of Maryland football. But watching them at the Combine, I'm thinking, my God, those guys. If 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 you can get all that to translate, that could be really impressive. So that's a guy I would tell him to consider. You know, even there, you know, does that make sense value wise at twenty six?
0: Yeah, even though you got Stefan Gilmore, who knows how much money that Trayvon Diggs is going to be asking for very soon. Mm-hmm. And if you get a guy like that, and Trayvon's asking for too much money, and you have to let him go, then you got some backup.
1: All right, and then just real quick before we hit this break, you you know those picks late in the late in that first round when it's not your team, but you know it's going to work. Kansas City thirty one. Felix Anudike Uzoma. Well, that's not fair. Don't do that. Wow. Don't put him on that defense. Don't put him out there with Chris Jones. Don't do that. Big
0: 12 defensive player of the year, even though it was Ragnar should have went to, you know, obviously. But we know he's
1: good. Very good. Come on now. That's not right. (laughs) That's not right. By the way, Texans fans, how about 33 just into that second round? How about Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee at 33? That's He's some a sleeper. That feels like a value. That feels like good value. I'd take him
0: over Jordan Addison. Would you? I would. Okay. Jordan Addison, what he did at the Combine was an absolute joke. I Now, I'm the first one to tell you that what you do on the field, the actual field, what you do at the Combine, those shouldn't be compared too much. But still, we're going with those two guys, Tennessee dude, USC guy. I like my man from Tennessee. All
1: uh, right. Also, real quick, 34 Arizona, Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Bama. Steal. See, I love him. I don't know if I love him to Arizona, though. He may get lost out there. I don't know if I trust that situation right now. Because yes, Kyler, but they're switching because of Kyler. But they are switching the coaching staff and trying yeah. to go in a different directions. So maybe I like Jameer Gibbs though. I think that's a great all-around back. Obviously, Bijan's the first one uh, that I would take. Once he's gone, of uh, getting a guy like Gibbs at 34, I think that'd be some good value. Two-round mock is out there from Todd McShay. If you want to head down the rabbit hole and spend some time, 23 days from now is the NFL draft and. Keep it tuned right here on The Horn. We'll be telling you uh, about that great Pluckers draft night situation going on. If you haven't been in town for our Pluckers draft night parties, we'll tell you about how those work as we head towards the draft. Coming up, it's Why Today Matters on April 4th. we got a couple of big birthdays. One of my favorite good guys and one of my favorite bad guys has a birthday today. We'll hit that next on The Horn.
0: Star yeah. I don't take them out to eat. I ain't here to trick or treat. I ain't trying to fix your weave. I ain't heard of that. Chad and Zay. I'm just to train, though. Put them on the main road. Teach
1: them how to change club. I know you heard, heard of that. that. Change your whole attitude. It's time to take off your cool. Rolling through a Tuesday. Basketball season officially done on the college side. Zay, do I have any chance here? Nope. No shot. KG
0: in the game, LeBron James. I don't
1: like that. All right. Who? <laughs> who he is just it? told you. Did I just hear Slim Thug? There we go.
0: Okay. And whoever on the specs text line said Slim Thug went mainstream, you are absolutely right. He did. Already platinum was the album. That was a hit. Mm.
1: Slim Thug.
0: Yeah, he teamed up with Pharrell and the Neptunes. That's who produced this song. Okay. And they did him right. All right. They did
1: him right. So Slim Thug joining Lizzie Borden, the OJs, Marty Balin, and Stevie Nicks. Plus, we had the Mike Jones beat. Who? Mike Jones. I'll stop doing that because there's no way that'll be cool if I do it. Um, The Mike Jones beat to start this third hour. We appreciate all the great music from Zay. We appreciate you for jumping in on the music conversations. People get very serious on the music stuff. That's why we love it around here. Later in the week, I'll tell you what I think of Riding Dirty from UGK. Zay's going to tell us what he thinks of Traveler from Chris Stapleton. That'll be our album swap on Thursday, and by the way, Zay mentioned this earlier too. We um, will not have a show on Friday. Zay gave me credit earlier. All I did was ask the question. Credit to the bosses for saying we could have the day off. Credit to them. That was fantastic. Well, I, I know that
0: was that's a tough question to ask, though.
1: It was. A, I I did ask it. I asked it on behalf. I figured. Well, you know. the worst I could say is no. That's right. Uh, And they were nice enough to say yes. So we are getting Good Friday off this week so we'll have shows through Thursday and then uh, we'll get a a little bit of a long weekend and come back on Monday after that Easter weekend. We hope everybody has a great Easter for whatever Easter means to you, your friends, your family, whatever you like to do every year. Hopefully you'll be able to get that done. The early Easter, a little bit earlier on the Easter side this year, it can always uh, it always changes in terms of exactly where it is, but uh, in the the early April version so that's coming up later in the week and uh, we've hit basketball today men's champions of course UConn dominating throughout the tournament watch out for Coach Hurley's group and we also mentioned earlier Texas gets an early look at that group whatever they'll be next year and whoever comes back. Texas and UConn are part of an MSG event in November. So early in that non-conference schedule, when teams are trying to figure out who they are, that cool thing about college basketball where you actually play people in non-conference, you don't have to be scared like in, uh, like in football of your scheduling. Texas, UConn, Indiana, Louisville are all going to go to MSG and play a little tournament. And Zay, I like the fact that you're asking for UConn. Today as a Texas fan. Yeah, fan. the University of Texas. You come here to play against the best teams. We ain't scared. Let's do it. They we ain't skirt it. at all. Now, here's the only thing. If I'm putting that event together because your brand is big enough and because you made a run to the Elite Eight, do I put y'all on opposite sides? Because right now, y'all are bigger basketball names than Louisville and Indiana. Cur- Ooh. Currently. Ooh. At this exact moment, the two of those, yeah, both those schools got rings. The two got rings, yeah. I'll you. But this past season, y'all were the two bigger names. UConn wins it all. Y'all almost played them in the final four. You were right there, and Louisville and Indiana were not at that level. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of it from the MSG perspective, right? Of man, it'd be cool if UConn and Texas met. So, do we put them in the semis and set it that way and hope they meet? Or do they take your idea and just say, you know, let's put Texas and UConn as the nightcap, and we'll let those other two teams start it out, but people will show up to watch Texas play UConn. That's what I would do.
0: Yeah, because all four of those teams are in different conferences, the Big East, ACC with Louisville, Big Ten, and Texas, Big 12. So, I don't know.
1: I guess who you've played the least. This will be Texas last year in the Big 12, right? Yeah. Last time. Last ride in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. I want UConn. I want UConn. No, first. no, I get it. I would too. That's what I would do. Because you also want to make sure you put on the best show you can, that you know you can. So I would make that first game, the the early evening game, and let Texas be. What do they do? Like an eight, 8 30 our time, nine o'clock in New York kind of tip, or an eight o'clock New York tip, seven o'clock, whatever, however they want to do it. I'd make that the late game. People show up for that, man. Hell yeah. The brand up there means something. Like the UConn brand means something anyway in New York. And then you're adding what the Longhorn brand means everywhere. At the Garden? At the Garden. that's Yeah, that's what they should do. That's going to come up November like 19th and 20th if you're interested in making a cool trip to New York and watching your Longhorns, if you're a Horns fan or one of those other teams. That has been uh, announced in the last day or so. All right, let's get you Why Today Matters, April 4th. We'll talk good guys and bad guys. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, on this April the 4th, I did notice a couple of birthdays today that stood out. One of my favorite good guys, because I am a bit of a superhero movie nut, is Robert Downey Jr. He's 58 today. Really helped start this whole Marvel thing by... By saying yes to the Iron Man role, it changed everything after that. Because big-time actors may not have shown up if RDJ didn't say yes. So shout-out to Robert Downey Jr. It was, he was incredible as Iron Man, one Yo, of my favorite good guys ever. His life could have went south. Yeah. Real south. And it had already gone pretty south. It went pretty south. He he got back into it, though, and it was, oh, what would that have been? Like, oh, eight is when the first Iron Man came out, I believe. John Favreau was a big part of it. Favreau directed the movie. Did he really? And he begged for RDJ. Our, our he it was his idea. He went to the studio. They were very sketchy on it, but he talked him into it. And it was the right move. Favreau's one of my favorite people in Hollywood. Dude, he's he's connected to a lot of cool stuff. His range, like I had no idea
0: till you just said that he directed Iron Man. Yeah. That's incredible. Right.
1: He's, and he's obviously in those movies as a character, but the fact that he directed that movie. Yo, Swinger and
0: Maid, a lot of people don't know about those movies. I love those movies. With him and Vince Vaughn, their early days, uh-huh. love those movies. A couple of retreats, anything with Favreau. I think it's hilarious. Chef, the movie where he's like cooking in the food truck and he's going around – Oh, uh, yeah. I've never seen him around U.S. He Is stops by the ATX and Gary Clark Jr. plays. It's incredible.
1: Nice.
0: Now, you know how he's really doing well? In both of those movies, both his love interests, Scarlett Johansson, Sofia Vergara. Good for him.
1: Good for him. And for us Star Wars nerds, he was also a part of the whole Mandalorian thing. That show's really successful on Yo. Disney+. Plus. He's directing stuff, writing for that. He does everything, man. His range is crazy. Favreau's crazy. So happy birthday to Robert Downey Jr. Also, happy birthday uh, to the memory of the great Heath Ledger. He would have been 44 today, died tragically back in 2008. I don't think there's a discussion. My favorite villain of all time in any superhero movie ever has got to be Heath Ledger's Joker. I've not seen anything that tops it, so... Uh, rest in peace to the great Heath Ledger. There may, there's very few that have ever put more into a performance than Heath Ledger.
0: Yeah, Dark Knight might be my favorite superhero movie all the time. I'm not a big superhero guy like you yeah. and others, but I think he changed the way everybody looks at superhero movies with his performance as the Joker, and this still hurts my wife, like going back to his early days and 10 Things I Hate About You and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like – he was always a special talent and, you know, broke back mountains even good. Say what you want about it. He was
1: great in that. His, his performance is amazing <laughs> in everything. Like, he just jumps off the screen to me. He's magnetic. No matter what he's trying to do, he always convinces me. You know, he, he, it always lands like it's supposed to. Yo, even Knight's Tale was cool. Now that's saying something, right? Yo. That is saying something. I'm reaching, but yep. he rocked that yep absolutely yeah no you're right that's one of those things everybody's got their own you know everybody that likes to make the the kind of the, the jokes and stuff about Brokeback Mountain that's one thing but it won its awards for cinematography and all that stuff but the acting it's incredible. He's what? great Gyllenhaal's Hall's great. the two and they cast the two women that they're doing that to masterfully yeah because you got t- you're telling me this story where it's one of those it, it, at the same time you're thinking okay, good for y'all. But you're destroying these people. I know you it's a time where you can't be honest and can't be who you are and there's this, that's part of the story, but you just feel awful for these women too mm-hmm. and one of them's Anne Hathaway, and the other's Michelle Williams. you're like, oh that's just it's the, the casting's off, and the acting the scenes the scenes are incredible just the you know the one on one stuff between all four of those people is awesome, yeah. And it kind of has to be, because otherwise that that's a long-ass movie to deal with. If they yeah. sucked as actors, uh-huh. that would be terrible. Happy birthday to Heath Ledger. If you have not seen The Dark Knight from 08, check it out. You do not have to like superhero movies to like that one. Uh, he is so good as the Joker, it is literally scary. So, is the thing on Heath Ledger, he got so deep into that role,
0: kind of just... That's what some people... Like, lost it, that's lost what's, his way?
1: I think that's what some people think, but... I think the people around Heath would tell you that it is way more complex than that. Right. It's not, not, it's an ingredient of it, but I don't know that, I don't think they would tell you like, oh yeah, if he hadn't been cast as the Joker, everything would have been great. I don't know if that's what they would have said. Yeah. The dude had a, a combination, a, a like professional level combination of drugs and stuff going on. He was high level. Like, was he even at the premiere? I don't well, no, he's, I mean, remember he was, by the time it gets the Oscar attention and stuff, I think he's already dead.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, did I don't remember him at the premiere or anything. Like, I don't remember I
1: think, that. And I think when he won, because the performance won an Oscar, but I think he was dead by then. Yeah. I think he won it posthumously. Like, it was that close. And that's why a lot of people connected it that they thought, oh, my God, he got so far into the role. Yeah. It freaked him out, and he basically, you know, OD'd and freak, couldn't deal with it and whatever, because and, I think it was ultimately an OD that, that caused – but anyway, um, yeah, that was that was a wild story, uh, and that's one – I think they've done some documentaries, or a documentary maybe. Yeah, let us know
0: where that is so I can check that out. On I'm he- fascinated Heath's with that story. Life.
1: I have not seen – uh, if they made a documentary on it, I've not seen it, but uh, a very sad sad ending there to, uh, to an incredible actor's life. So happy birthday to uh, a great good guy and a great bad guy as far as I'm concerned. Iron Man and the best Joker I've ever seen both have birthdays today. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. We'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here, getting closer to the draft, basketball stories, both normal and soap opera. Uh, and we'll get you a couple other things, too. Stay where you are. It's The Horn.
0: And what you gonna do when the people go home And you wanna smoke weed But the reefers all gone And somebody had the nerve To take the herb out of the doobie ass tray Why they do me that way You probably don't
1: have a big old house on the hill That is fantastic. Rounding it out on a Tuesday. Should I get this? Should I know this? No, no chance. I did not recognize it, but it was fantastic. Who is it?
0: Devin the Dude. Shout out to somebody on the Specs text line for asking about this song. Doobie Ashtray. Devin the Dude is from Houston, part of Rap-A-Lot Records. He's
1: like Houston's pothead. Ah, I see. The song is called Doobie Ashtray? Doobie Ashtray. It's good to have a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's got an angle.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa. He's on songs with Dre on Chronic 2001. Okay. Got songs with Snoop. So everybody loves Devin the Dude.
1: Devin the Dude. Plus the word dude needs to continue to survive. We don't ever need to get rid of dude. We gotta find good good usages of that word. I agree. I like Devin. Devin the Dude. Slim Thug. Lizzie Borden. The OJ's. Marty Balin. Stevie Nicks. That's a music festival I would attend. The Mike Jones beat to start the hour as well. Thanks to Zay for the great stuff today. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, Thanks to all the great texts on the Specs text line today. Remember, 337-3776 is that Specs text line. Rod and Harge are coming up with Ball Don't Lie. Remember, you got Texas baseball at 4, but that's over on 1260 and 1019 because of the special start time, 345 pregame. The guys will have a full talk show for you right here on your Tuesday drive home. So, whatever you choose to listen to or just go back and forth between Craig's call and the the show, we uh, certainly appreciate you for that. All right, let's get you a couple of updates here. In fact, let's start with the, we haven't talked about this, the uh, reaction from last night's game, the damage side of it. We'll start with that in Stems and Seeds.
0: No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. So last night in stores, Connecticut, 15 people arrested and charged with various crimes. 16 others were hospitalized. Yes, yeah, 16 people went to the hospital after the game last night. And Zay, I'm looking at a picture Of a van that has been turned on its side and somebody took a lamppost, somehow ripped the lamppost out of the ground and busted it through the window of the van. Damn. This has always fascinated me. You get so happy that your team won that you destroy your stuff. These are people on campus that went to Gamble Pavilion to watch the championship game. They win and then instead of just go to the bar and drink and have a good time, we Break stuff? Can't do it. What are we doing? Can't help
0: themselves. I've never understood it either. I get why in Philly they slither and make all the what?
1: Oh, like the, the telephone poles? Telephone poles. They put Vaseline, and, yeah, on, Vaseline the poles on the or poles or I
0: get why they do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, because when the member the Phillies won a few years ago, I can't remember if it was the 08 title. I guess it would have had to be. been. That was their last World Series. People are climbing up on those poles and hanging on the lights and stuff. Yeah, it's
0: a little bit dangerous. Now, how are people getting injured, though? Why are there so many people in the hospital?
1: They've got uh, the vandalism. Let's see. Broken light poles, broken windows, car turned over on its side, fires set in trash dumpsters and wooden benches. 15 people arrested. Another 16 transported to hospitals for various injuries. None of them are considered to be significant. Well, okay. All right. Let me let me just double check here. If it's not a significant injury, why are we going to the hospital? That's what hospitals are for. Yeah, just get the first aid uh, first aid kicked out. Right, if I got a cut mm-hmm. and my buddy looks at it and goes, "Oh man, okay, let's get you a band-aid." That's not a significant injury.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm Neo So what what
1: are what are we doing? Robotusum. Yeah, so maybe that so that's good news. I'm glad you asked that question because I think it's good. They had uh, the university had asked for everybody to stay safe and responsible and respectful, but they smashed some windows, tipped over the van, took down lampposts on campus. So, yeah, I haven't exactly had that feeling. Zay, in 2011, when the Texas A&M— oh, stop, it, women, stop it. Stop the, it. Stop it. When the women's team won the national title, they didn't destroy oh, College goodness. Station, right? I mean, that's what you were thinking.
0: They should have destroyed College Station. <laughs> No. When Penn State beat y'all, y'all
1: should have destroyed College Station then. No, that is not the way it worked. And I was always proud of Texas fans in 05 for not destroying Austin. It d- didn't really happen. People went to 6th Street and they just partied. They didn't break their own c- their own city.
0: Yeah, don't be dumb.
1: Come on, stores. And this is their fifth. You're kind of a blue blood in that world. This is your fifth title overall.
0: Yeah, act like you've been somewhere before, UConn students.
1: Come on, man. All right, Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge. And, again, Texas baseball at four over on 1260 and 1019, 345 pregame. Y'all take care of yourself. We'll be back for a Wednesday show tomorrow. Two. you.